Welcome to another exciting episode of the Cow by Harada Podcast. This is your host, Cameron Barry, and our theme for the day is Scumbag Synopsis. You're going to hear about your favorite fiction, fiction, and media, and books, and all kinds of other things. But first, let me introduce you with this. Always joining us, our resident comedian, Anthony Barrera. What's up, what's up? It's your boy, Young BZ. Mm, so you're really, you know, I noticed you go with black shirt and then I start bringing up young bad name and then you go to young <laughs> bad name and I have to mock your bad shirts. Listen, it's a rotation. It's a rotation. Keeping it fresh. Gotta keep balance. This is whatever Cameron doesn't say. This is Charlemagne. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is Charlemagne the Wheezy. I'm going to start calling you next week. Okay. Also joining us, Monterey Bay comic, Michael Booth. What's up, dude? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Did you uh, remember to water up and gas your car and everything? No breakdowns this week? Yep. Did that. Nice. Saw mm-hmm. you hot riding the Camaro? Got the yeah, experience. my uncle was in town. He had a rental. He had a good, yeah, he went all out and yeah, got the Camaro. You were all up mm-hmm. in that thing, mm-hmm. huh? Mm-hmm. Cozy. It was fun. You get I that, got to drive it around. You got that $9 you can take a shit in the backseat insurance? <laughs> yep. Oh, I love that stuff so much. Yeah, I was definitely just gassing that thing around, driving like every fast food joint I see. I pull in like milkshake, please. Backseat. <laughs> <laughs> no one's back there. Oh, back time. Yeah, <laughs> our buddy was like late to the car when we were about to leave, mm-hmm. so I'm starting to pull out, and he like ran and did like some Dukes of Hazard shit and like nice. jumped in the back. Heck yeah! And then we like, got he, like slid on wallet. the trunk into the seat, <laughs> and then we were just out of there, dude. It was awesome. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. Oh, you get that $9 insurance, you can run over your friend and it's covered, man. It's uh-huh. sick. I love that. I love rental cars. Mm. Good times. So let's catch up. What's been fresh, Anthony? What's been what's been new in your life? What's oh, been... man. I uh, went to sleep at 9 in the morning, mm. woke up at 3 p.m., and uh, now I'm here. Now, this sleep schedule, is this because you're a vampire or? Oh, no. It's just, uh, you know, sometimes when you need a day off, you got to do a little... A little more around the work site, you know? Oh, okay. I thought you were... Sometimes uh, you got to say yes to some shifts. I thought it was like method acting for a Nosferatu role or something. <laughs> you finally got it. Yeah, yeah my eyes are burning. God dang, man. That is a weird-ass sleep schedule. But it really helps if uh, if you're trying to find like some good time and you like your schedule to like be able to like be awake at the hours to buy crack. Cause like you're primed for it, like you don't gotta like offset any work hours or anything like that. Like you're ready to go. Yeah, no, I I, I used to see a lot of crackheads out where I work. Used to, right? Yeah, moved up, moved to a different spot, and now I don't see homeless people anymore. Nice. How far? How many blocks you had to go to get uh, across from town? Across town. You go all the way across all, all, town. I had to go all the way across town. Oh my god, <laughs> you, you can't do that in San Francisco. It was worth it though. It was <laughs> worth good. it. What's my pressure to you, Mike? What's the what's the latest? What's the greatest? Um. Well. <clears throat> you guys know I'm uh I'm a single man now, single single dude out there. Oh. Um and that's been yeah, I'm not like it's not like a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, don't, no. I never know how to respond to like, <laughs> <laughs> No, I wasn't like I wasn't like, oh no, it's a, my first no. instinct is like, did you kill her? Or like <laughs> No, but you know, uh things like that happen sometimes in life, so um but I'm doing good. I'm out, yeah, like I said, my uncle's here and had a good weekend with that and and it's back to work. Hey, man, there's there's always that good type of single where you're just out living your best life and uh, you're yeah. having the most fun. And that, that sounds like what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, we got the show going on. We're doing you nice. Going the working fuck a lot. On. Yeah, yeah. So. Yep, so it's all good. Everything's and, good. Uh, I don't know if you're, I mean, I don't know if it's just coincidence, but I heard Tila Tequila single. I don't know who that is. You don't know who Tila Tequila is? How old are you? I'm 
I'm from Washington, man. I don't know who this is. I don't think that's any excuse. Yeah, that's not an excuse. Oh, my god, That was a national thing. Like, okay, imagine this. I'm going to paint a picture for you. Dude, let me paint the Tila Tequila picture for you. Oh, God. Okay, so, Anthony, please. I know at one point you're going to want to stop me. You're going to be like, hold on. This does not sound like Tila Tequila. Go for it. But trust me, I'm getting there. Okay, so picture this for me. Picture every fantasy you have from the 90s for like just every guy's like dream quirky like super cutesy rock star asian girlfriend like like that to that stereotype to a t and then you put her through like 20 years of florida hard drinking that's tequila tequila nice so how is she, she how am i supposed to know who this is Where she's from? tanner than you think <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get you yeah, a can picture. you pull up an image of tequila tequila who the fuck is this dude Just pull it up <laughs> what the fuck yeah drink it in man look at that that's what's going supposed on. to be? What does she do? That's what's going on. What does she do? Good Her last Lord. name is Tequila, man. What does she not this is do? Devolved. Does she do porn? What does Jesus. she do? Uh, what does she do? I don't know who this is. Um, Look at her makeup, dude. Why do you keep having to... Wow, is this her? <laughs> oh, <no>. oh, whoa. <laughs> Um, this is the part of the podcast whoa. where we objectify women. This is the part of the podcast. I'm just wondering what she does. I mean, I don't know. The I'm looking at photos of her, and she's like... The it, world's been trying to figure if you look, out. She's like big look at these and, photos she's and like tell a, me... You, look at that one right there and tell me you don't... Okay. Like, what does oh, she do? Um, she's she, a, she was a reality <laughs> she's TV She's a famous star. rollerblader. Okay. Oh, she wasn't out. a famous rollerblader. Reality TV, was, okay. I thought she was yeah. famous for her rollerblading, because she has all these pictures of her in rollerblades. I mean, she, <laughs> dude, she, I'm sure she rollerblades. Look at these photos, and you're telling me... She looks like she's having fun. I can't make that assumption. She seems so comfortable... In these that is kind I'm not of objectifying. I got to assume she's a professional rollerblader at this point, and the fact that you keep bringing up that she's some sort. What did you say? She Imagine was? if like she showed when she showed up wow. to that photo shoot, the guy just had. Like, I asked some if that's blades. what she does because the he's photos. Like, he's like, this is the vibe. The guy, bro. the guy was like, "Who gave Tila these fucking rollerblades? Okay, this is a bikini shoot." She's like, "I really like the rollerblades, guys." <laughs> he's like, God damn it! Guys. I don't know, like, man. I was just... someone. Someone say um, she can't work. Say it's an insurance now. thing. I like the rollerblades so much. <laughs> <laughs> I love. Okay, the fact that you don't know that though, I feel like we've done our our due diligence for the day. Okay, I know who that is Michael now. Learned about an important American <laughs> figure, Tila Tequila. Uh, shout out Tila, national treasure. Shout out Tequila. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so moving on, we're at our uh, first segment. Um, we're at another uh, rousing uh, segment of 30 Second Pitch. Oh, I like the last one. Um, 30 Second Pitch. 30 Second Pitch. I like the last one. Um, That's good. That's good. This Did one, you... instead of anime, we're going with uh, fan fiction. Okay. Now, I'm concerned because last time your pitch was basically uh, you pitched... Uh, like grinder through Dragon Ball Z. Listen, yeah, I, it was really I, weird. Was, I was drawn. I remember. It was really it was, he weird. He like big dicks. He's like, <laughs> like Dragon Ball like, Z. He <laughs> like big old guys' dicks. Watch kid shows. I was like, have a big dick. You were trying to find guys with huge dicks to come watch kid shows. All I remember was that you said big dicks. I'm not nearly as drunk. Okay. Okay. Do it right. We can get you there if we need to get you right before you jump into this. All right. So my fan fiction is going to be a continuation of the Harry Potter series. Um, in this iteration, uh, Harry and uh, Ginny divorce, and um, 
both of Harry's kids are killed by an evil wizard. It doesn't matter which one. Okay. Um, instead of rising to the occasion like he usually does, uh-huh. Harry um, snaps and becomes a drug addict. Starts using a bunch of needles, right? What's, what's he using? What kind of drugs? He's using a lot of hair on. Hair on. Usually a lot of hair on. Mm. Um, quite possibly a lot of oxy. Can now I, that's a down step. He's got money. Like, he's shooting heroin. Like he's got money. And sometimes he takes prescription oxycodone. Can I ask something? Well, you're gonna interrupt my fan fiction. I got no. thirty seconds. Man. I, I'm just. Let me finish. I just, I just want to say, like, wouldn't Harry just be casting spells on himself if he wanted to get fucked up? No, no, no. Spells can't do what the oh, drugs do. Dude, okay, never mind. Um, sorry, I was just. I, I was he actually like, sells some of the heirlooms. Like, he sells the invisibility cloak. <laughs> Idiot. Because he needs, you know, he ran out of money. Dude, you're like you can destroying only support, so many Harry Potter fans' lives. No, but here, here's the kicker. Brick real for As, what? like, he's about to, like, you know, wither away from uh, overuse of drugs. Oh. He's in the alley. And uh, on the street next to that alley, a fucking wraith pulls up. <laughs> And black shirt Anthony. <laughs> oh my god. Gets the fuck out of the car. Walks over to Harry. Pulls out a knife and fucking beheads him. God damn. No way. Then he hops back in the wraith with the severed head. Blood spilling everywhere. He doesn't care. Oh my gosh. And um, he lived happily ever after. Wow. Okay, I just gotta say, this pitch... It's like Quentin Tarantino was like trying to insult the writer of Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Harry Potter. Like, I you know the it. opening of Law Abiding Citizen where he tortures that guy? Yeah. That's what you want to do to Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't <laughs> torch anyone. Quentin Tarantino like, oh, you got a character you wrote 40 books about? I want to make him a yeah, crack at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, slowly I will drain him yeah. of all his spirit. You are the Voldemort in the new Harry Potter, <laughs> which is kind of cool, I think. That's kind of cool. Do you um, lose your nose? you get a nose job? Um, what if instead of no nose, you got yeah, even do you, worse? Do you wear Michael cool Jackson robes nose? in the when oh, yeah. pull out of the race? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, nice. it's he's not black. wearing a black shirt. You just heard him say it. Bang! Legacy destroyed. No, there's a black <laughs> shirt. Young Batman. Got like young bad name returns. I got one of like those Snape type jackets young on. Young bad name. <laughs> I've never heard that before. I've said like every. No episode. way! I've never heard that. I've never clicked in my brain that you're just saying young bad name. That's so funny. <laughs> I think it in real smooth. Dude. Every time. Dude, Literally so every time. time. Oh man! Right. So I like it. I like it. So Cameron, <laughs> what is your thirty-second oh, fan man. fiction? This is hard, I, but I think okay. If you're gonna put me up to it, it now uh, first first question. Instead of thirty seconds, can I have thirty minutes? No, I didn't think so. Okay, I'll go no. with the thirty-second version. This is gonna be really Wait. bridged, and I feel like you're gonna miss a lot. All of right, your thirty seconds is starting right now. Go, Luke Skywalker. Oh, Superman. <laughs> Richard Nixon. <laughs> you just. <laughs> Hold on, you're interrupting my skin already. I try, I try to get 30 seconds. I'm trying to, okay. Richard Nixon. Michael Jai White. Oh, Michael Jai White? And Steve Martin show up at an unknown, unnamed Malaysian compound. <laughs> Stage left. I enter, playing myself. They're like, Cameron, we were summoned to help you. What can we do in this, your greatest moment of need? And I turn to them and I say, thank God you're here. I need help with these goddamn UN sanctions because this is getting serious, guys, and I'm scared. They are not happy how I am treating the people here. <laughs> <laughs> they come up and they help me. And uh, 
It's kind of like a reverse Harry Potter, I guess. That's how I describe it. <laughs> that sounds like a TLC show. Super Council. I play- <laughs> 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 like they just go to people and help them out. Steve Martin shows up in a white blazer every yeah. episode. I like it. I like that's it. That's so funny. I it's like this, trading spaces, but like not. This you is know? the movie that's playing in my head like two minutes before my compound gets raided. <laughs> this is I'm like they'll come. They'll come any minute now. <laughs> you just sit near your desk and just you just hit the yeah. button. It's like you like open it up it's yep. like one of those crazy buttons. i just look over and i'm like chambe you can leave <laughs> <laughs> you leave me no choice <laughs> dude all right um michael what is your 30 second fan fiction my 30 second fan fiction is a back to the future fan fiction mm. because you know, we can all agree right here, right now. Back to the Future is the shit. It's never been done before. And uh, so uh, what I would like to happen is that uh, Marty is, like, old. How old are you talking? Um, like, gray hair? Yeah. Gray hair. Like, 90? Or, like, like 60? He's, he's like, old, and, like, his like life is just... Yeah, and, like... It's like post. It's like post uh, episode three. It's shot from the POV of his catheter. Too. So he's like old, and he's, you know, the train left in episode three, and like Doc's been gone, uh-huh. and he just hasn't really talked to him. You know, like Doc was always like, "I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna come back," and then they just never really communicate ever. But now he, Marty's old, uh-huh. and he knows that Doc is probably gone. He's like 98, but he, uh, he's just sitting there, and for some reason he remembers. Uh, how to like he hits his head kind of like Doc hit his head so this is episode. like the old sad death of Michael J. Fox <laughs> no he's 98 years old no dude let head. me finish he hits his head just like Doc hit his head cause when Doc hit his head he came up with the flux capacitor so Marty hits his head and comes up with the flux capacitor dude again just like Doc and then he goes and finds like a young comrade, kind of like himself. Passes the torch. And it's like Back to the Future, but now he's Doc instead of being. I think that would be fucking sick. That actually dude. would be pretty fucking sick, to be honest. Right? Could you get that. Michael J. Fox? Is he still. I don't think. I, no. Do you, I don't care. I think he would play well into the old character. Like, I, mean, I mean. I'm not trying to, like. I, I mean. <laughs> that's you why know I said 98. Like, like, we got to get him way up there. We got to get re- him. You're really asking a lot, I think. Yeah, but. I think it would be, and like the kid that he finds, it's like some, you know, some young actor that everybody Short likes. Short round. And it like Indiana works. Jones, we bring him back. Yeah. But the thing is, is they're going back in time so that they can tell Doc that Doc needs to make sure to like. Hit his head. I think the young comrade he should wants, be. What Marty um, wants is like, ultimately he wants like Doc to remember to meet up with him later again in life. So that he doesn't, because okay. Doc forgot about him or something, you as, know. As long as we're fleshing this out and going past 30 second barrier, I propose a crossover with Apollo. And he has to get. Say that right he now. has to get Michael B. Jordan out there, and Michael <laughs> B. Jordan has to punch him in the head because the lightning misses, and the only no one who could do it is Apollo. So he takes Apollo Creed back, and he does the super lightning Kamehameha punch but to the back of a, the head of Doc Brown. It's not a Delorean but he anymore. It's too a Tesla. Hard and kills him. It's a Tesla now. It's a Tesla now. Yeah. And like, the whole plan is for Marty to just make sure that Doc and him reunite later on in life. He doesn't forget about him, but the kid doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. So the whole time. The kid is like doing Apollo. everything for Marty. Yeah. And then he gets to the end, he realizes the whole plan is just for Marty to be with Doc and the little kid doesn't matter. And that's like a big like 
fall in the in the in the that's in the movie. That's a big plot hole right now. Yeah, and then just leaves they, the kids. But that like back in time. that's where like the that's rise. And the kids are minority. That's so like the falling really bad in the fifties. Yeah, that's like the <laughs> huge downgrade yeah. for Michael B. Jordan. If you're looking at a <laughs> if you're looking at like a plot though, it's like the falling of the plot before like the final resolution. Yeah. So then like that happens, but then they ultimately reunite, and then everything everything happens. Like Doc and Marty get to reunite later in life. The kid learns how to use what, the time machine. It's what like, if, in a weird twist, while he's going back in time again, Michael J. Fox has sex with himself, having sex with his mom? <laughs> it turns weird. into a threesome Holy in the car. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what? They don't go. He doesn't go back to. Uh, he does. 1955. What if, he does, what if he does, though? He has to go back to Doc, so he'd have to. No, Doc is in 1885 because episode three is in the train. And he's traveling. Oh, he goes through. all the way back then. He, but Doc is traveling through time in the train, so he has oh, to like he, locate he Doc in time. You know, that would be sick. Think about it. He has to time locate the Doc where like the this. Doc is in time because the Doc is time traveling too. Can it still be Apollo Creed? That's so they're time traveling after each other. They would show up at different events the whole time. That would be sick too. I still just love the crossover. He's like following like, the Doc's trail. He has to punch at exactly like 68 miles per hour. I'm telling you, this would be sick. Whoever's listening, you agree with me. If there's a producer listening, they've already called. Yeah. They've already called. Talent is <laughs> probably awesome. not. All right, so we got another segment on the subject of the synopsis and the scumbags doing it. Let's talk about <laughs> books because we've played some of the movie pitches and some fan fiction. But books, honestly, I, I think one of the best analogies I heard for books is that your your brain is like a gun, and books are the bullets. And you know who said that? Will Smith. Was it Will Smith? I don't think it was Will Smith Will that Smith said, said that. that. I don't think you should type that in right he now. And see what comes I really don't think. I he think it was one of the Wayans brothers that said that. It. Okay, let me just say it this. It was in "Don't Be a Menace to South Central." Let me let me let me ask you this. Or think Cuba wow. Gooding Jr. Let me ask, let me ask Boys you this. In the Hood. If Will Smith says something, I feel you like think every other black Cuba person is like saying it. Dude, <laughs> gonna say, I feel like if it Cameron. wasn't Will Smith, Cameron's just kind of low key racist. Just like it was Will Smith. It had to be that. That's the black guy that I could think of. Uh, I thought it was that movie with it where his type kid it in, he has dude. a homeless guy. What's the line again? I forget the line. If your if your brain is a gun, brain or books are the bullets, okay. dude. Your mind is like a gun. I don't know. It was just all. Um, just give me the quote. Gun quote. Just type in the uh, full quote. Uh, okay. If your mind is your brain, well, what? I don't even know the full quote. Oh, oh you're erasing shit now. Your brain is like a gun, and books are the bullets. Yeah, nothing came up. Um, there's nothing. What are you guys having me look up here? I'm telling you, dude. It was Will Smith. It was <laughs> fuck no. It wasn't Will Smith. Stop it. There's that book where the kid's homeless with him. Survive a bullet in the head. It's just telling us how to shoot people. This is not a good spot. Look, the point is, the point I was trying to get at is that books are good. Will Smith told you to read them. And we're going to talk to I think at one point, Will Smith was like, yo, you should read books. Checks out. Checks out. How many times has Will Smith (laughs) got to condone book reading before Anthony will freaking let me support it? But no, we're going to talk about books and honestly, like what books can do. Like as far as like putting bullets in the gun, like what kind of bullets can you put in there? and What does that say about you? Like what kind of what kind of books do you like to read? And what do you think that means? What do you, um, what that says yeah. about Obviously, I'm a big Harry Potter fan. Okay, so uh, you're like a twelve year old, right? Read all of them many times. Read all of them many times. I'm also a big Dan Brown fan. Dan Brown. Dan Brown. Uh, uh, guy who wrote uh, he wrote uh, the Da Vinci Code. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Nice. He also wrote uh, Angels and Demons and The Lost Symbol. 
and yeah, a bunch of other great stuff that you guys should check out. It's really good stuff. Super down. So yeah. what does that say about you? We think we're reading the damn round. What do you think that says about you? Like um, you like Sudoku? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like some real yeah. like crossword puzzle type, <laughs> yeah. like dad type shit. But yeah, it's yeah. just like, it's a good read. It's fucking interesting, you know? And uh, if, I would never read it in public. Why not? Um, because I, I I think that just gives off the wrong vibe that like, oh here's this twenty four year old sitting at a coffee shop reading a fucking Dan Brown book. I just look at him like they haven't seen the movie. Exactly. Like, you think you think you do a better voiceover than Tom Hanks? Okay. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fucked up. Um, I would never read Harry Potter in in public. Why not? Too many people would want to come up and talk to me. Really? Yeah. It's that bad. It well, it's that good. It's that bad. I got a fucking Harry Potter tattoo, man. Oh, is that good? It'd be like that. I still haven't read one. I like the whole idea of the Harry Potter world because I love fantasy stuff. Oh, if you were a loner as a little kid, that was the jam. must have been amazing. See, I read Moss Flower as a kid. That was my thing. What? Moss, this series, Redwall series. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Those yeah. Were dope the, too. The, the best book to me was Moss Flower. It was the first one I read, and I got a copy that was like printed in the 70s, all old and beat up. And it was like a three or 400 page book. I was eight years old when I got it, and I read it in like a week, and I was just like, "This is the nice. best." I was thing a big ever. Uh, Chronicles of Narnia guy. Ooh, I like the Narnia books. Yeah, I actually dude. read a lot of oh, those. Man. I read a lot of those. Read um, the Horse and His Boy. Mm, was that about the Prince Caspian? Yeah. Okay, I think it was the book right before Prince Caspian. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was my shit. That was like you know the current like uh, the, is that the, the one which... with the island hopping or is that in Prince Caspian? No, no, that was the one where the the horse. It was centered around the, like the horse that could talk, and then the kid. So what does that say about you? I, I was fucking, like, 15, dude. Okay, I, honestly, that I think how far you get in a book series says a lot about you. How many Goosebumps books did you read? Um, When I was in, like, fourth grade, Zero. all of them. Zero, all of them. Okay. Yeah, in the library, likes, they had them all. Who likes horror now more as an adult? Me. Think? I do. I, I like horror movies. For sure. So the, is that was that crazy? Like, you yeah. read way more Goosebumps. You read none at all. He's obsessed with horror. He's not. What does that say about you? I read Sun Tzu's Art of War as a kid. Yeah. Oh, so you're a psychopath. Yeah. That's a good one. I've read that book too, though. And I realized, like, that that is why they did not find my fourth grade teacher. I realize that <laughs> yeah. now. But I think it's funny that um, we use a copy of 1984 as a coaster here in the studio. It's the basis of everything. Why not be the foundation of where you keep your drinks? Exactly. Yeah. No, honestly, there's some bad books. But I'll say this. There's, there's, a, <laughs> there's a book I read that, like, so I've given a copy of this book to a couple different people because I loved it so much. Have you guys ever read it? When Breath Becomes Air? That sounds familiar, but I don't think I've read it. I don't think I've read it. It was in the news probably like four or five years ago in this area. A neurosurgeon slash neuroscientist from Palo Alto, Stanford area, passed away from cancer. And before dying, he wrote a book. And that book is When Breath Becomes Air. I think his name is Paul Kalanathi. Kamathi. Uh, don't, don't quote <coughs> me the last name. Uh, it's written mostly by him. And there's a like forward and an epilogue by his wife. And his wife's also, I think, in like a neuroscientist or like some sort of scientist of some kind. So the book is beautiful, and it's him at the end of his life, and it's like, okay, what the freak is this going to be? Like, buckle up, what am I going to go through? And it's beautifully written, very well composed, goes through all this crazy stuff, but with such good composure. And I read through the whole freaking book, and I made it without crying at all. And I made it through the whole book, and and I, he ends like I hear and I, in my head him saying whatever voice I pictured in his vo- you know in that voice his final words on print, and I'm like, okay, I made it. I flip that last fucking page, and I go to the epilogue. 
I made it like two words in. I made it like two words oh, in, and man, I was yeah. a mess. And it made me like so much more appreciative of life. It made me like think so much more about like how as soon as he realized like, okay, there's going to be a change. I don't know what exactly is going to happen, but there's going to be a change here. He dropped every focus, like every perspective, everything was able to reshift like instantly. Just and compartmentalize that, everything, you know. Uh, kind of, yeah, kind of, but also kind of like put your priorities in order. Like there was long-term priorities, and so that's the kind of thing what helped him. He had like his family as a long-term priority, and as soon as he realized like I might not have much time, he was able to really quickly shift his priorities to like super short-term and family still became the most important, but now since family's most important short-term, they don't just get like... I'm going to get this money here and secure this for the family here and the future of the family here. It was now like just time with family is the whole priority. And it's now like 60% of every day. And like there's a bunch of other cool things like that, but it's a beautiful book, very well composed and like just such a dignified and respectful way to go through. It was like, a, you know, very unfortunate circumstances, but you're not just sitting in a bed maligning yourself. It seems you're, powerful. You're, oh God, if it's not a good yeah, read, like I don't know what is. I don't know what is. And so that's a beautiful book, but I feel so terrible giving to somebody because I'm like, one day in the next some period of time, <laughs> you're gonna feel like absolute dog shit. Like, uh, sorry, yeah. you're gonna feel great yeah. after, but here you go. That's a good book. That's um, a good book. Did you ever read A Child Called It? Oh no, Dude, but I, I know everything about fuck. that. That one made me cry. That's gotta that make you cry. cry. That one is rough, rough, fuck, rough. Dude, it's some heavy stuff. It's Stephen King. It's bad. It's oh. not. <laughs> you're in need of a good cry go read that book <laughs> not a stephen king novel not a horror novel very very That's deep funny. non-fiction yeah what do you got Mike? i've uh i've well i have always been a fan of um of like self-help books and um like motivational reads and you know i've read harry potter and and the red wall series as well and a book that i really like and one that i thought was really funny was catch 22 i don't know if you guys have ever read catch 22 it's a really great book. It's about this guy, um, and he's in the Air Force, uh-huh. and it's basically about like it's a funny book about like a real serious matter because uh-huh. they're kind of going crazy, and they like he'll do th- he'll like do things to like mess with the system uh-huh. because he knows he's basically being used as a pawn, uh-huh. and it's just. It's like a really like funny angle on like World War Two um, Air Force like group. Huh. It's it's a good book Sick. to check out. It's oh, like yeah. it's like where the term came from because like being mm-hmm. caught in Catch Twenty Two is like they he was caught because it's like the more missions you do, the more vacation time you get, but it's also the more risk you get of dying. So you're like, oh, it's like geez. that's where they're that's a high yeah. tense. So it's a it's a really good book. Though. Yeah, did you ever read Black Hawk Down? No, no I didn't read no, the book. No. Oh, dude, it was great. The movie was great nice. too. What about Jarhead? Mm-mm. Oh, check Jarhead out, dude. You guys it's like super the military good. Military novels. Oh, it's I was like, say no. This this one was more of just stuff, like a. Dude. It's really funny, and yeah, it was yeah. like a book that was suggested um, in high school for. I, I got one you might like from a, a doctor from Texas that I got recommended from from a friend. I might show you um, later. But. We can't do this segment without asking the most millennial question possible. Uh, Catcher in the Rye. Where are we at? Mm. Um. There's a lot of good books that were written a very long time ago that we don't read in schools. Um, I did not read Catcher of the Rye. It was one of those books for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they didn't have that one. You didn't read it either? Oh, fuck. Well, never mind then, guys. Oh, Go read Catcher in the Rye. I may have, but it was maybe so long ago that I don't you'll remember You'll either it. love it or you'll fucking hate it. Yeah, I'll probably hate it. 
It really depends on who you are as a person. I also really liked um, Dante's Inferno. Oh, Dante's Inferno. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Great one. You guys ever fuck with a series of unfortunate events? Oh, yeah. So I actually good. didn't. Those uh, were fun. Did you see the movie? No. The I movie was good. Have, I haven't, good. like, I tried reading one of the books, but it just felt like... It's, it's over whole, the top. It's, a, it's yeah. way over it's the top. It's super dramatic. It felt like a story that I just couldn't get into, and so I was like, it's about kids. Man, like, yeah, totally it's kid. Like, when I first got into it, I was like, it's all about kids, and there's a baby as a main character. And I, I felt like I was trying to compete. That's what? what I always felt what? like. It was trying to, like, it came out, like, right around the, it felt like it came out right around the same time as Harry Potter, and, like, all oh, these man, other you should read novels. it. You should read one of the books. They're short yeah. reads. It's like a two-hour read. They're very, very different. Yeah, they the, have their own niche. It's a super unique style and perspective and interaction yeah, with the narrative and everything like that. The, the the reason I kept reading, I read like five or six of the books. The reason I kept reading was because of the style that the narrator has for unfolding the story for you. It had nothing to do with the fact that it was about kids or their yeah, family. No, it, it's it's uh, the style that really does it. But if you, the style doesn't grip you within the first book, then I'd say within the first chapter, it gets fast. It yeah, honestly does. It like it really starts off quickly yeah. with the mm-hmm. whole like. You might not just you might just not like it, but the movie was good with Jim Carrey. So oh yeah, good. the series was I. They they released a series yeah. on Netflix. With, Actually, uh, I watched the first season. Yeah, I watched yeah, the whole it was first cool. season. It was good, I guess. Yeah. If you could reshoot it, who would you cast as the count? Uh, I'd recast Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey's so dang good. He's bring him tall back. and lanky, and like he's older now. He's older. I wouldn't and mind. Like, I feel like all of his life, Conan like, O'Brien. recent like Conan O'Brien might fucking kill it. Actually, he would crush it because he does over the top, but he also does that stern with everybody. Like, why are you doing this and stuff like that? He's so. got a good face too for it. Oh, huge, tall, lanky. See him like, getting man. powdered up real quick. Oh, oh, and him being creepy for oh. reals. I would love that. <clears throat> yeah, no, Conan O'Brien would crush that. That's why I think like, he'd have his little sidekick with him. Who's uh, Andy? Oh, uh, yeah, whatever the right fuck. Right <laughs> <laughs> Andy Richter would play one of the yeah. one of the troops that'd be awesome well we uh so there's some crossover there's some good crossover you guys are how much younger than me like seven or eight years six um, years how old are you 32 i'm 24 i'm about to be 27 27 so it's like a six or it's like a five and like eight year crossover you got about. like the perfect demographic right yeah, yeah three three dudes in the 24 to 32 age group that's everybody right mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 but uh freaking like it's crazy to see the books that didn't change i'm really surprised you read no goosebumps though I am freaking. Yeah, that's away. crazy. Um, dude. I just didn't. It didn't appeal to me. Um, what did you read as a kid? Like what? Was as a read? kid, I was really in. I read like Treasure Island. I read uh, a lot of. Um, you know, I read all the Harry Potter books. I read a lot of like. I also was into like nonfiction stuff too. Okay. And so I'd read about like, uh, or like, fiction stories about World War Two. There was a, kind of a lot of good novels about that. And there was as like a, a kid. Yeah, and then there was like a. The, the I, read, I like the journals of like um, I read a bunch of it in school. There was like all these like journals accounts of like the traveling, like the Oregon Trail and shit. Dang, I was weird. You're that. weird as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of dope though, as a yeah. kid. Honestly, if, if when I have a kid, I just want him to read like the like diary of like Julius Caesar and Augustus Caesar and people like that. Like I just want him to go get like. Like, super literacized oh dude i'm like here's how civilizations crumble son <laughs> <laughs> no, i liked and i i always thought of like i gotta read like all the classic like stuff you know like uh the odyssey and all those oh heck yeah odyssey is so good so good Man. and like i was really into poetry too really what kind of poetry is um, there a particular style or? just like 
I like uh, Edgar Allan Poe style. Or yeah, and then um, Lord Byron, and then uh, also like Emily Dickinson and uh, you know Robert Frost, and then that one was it W C W S D something. There's like a name I can't. You read remember. every like Walt Whitman. Oh yeah, that's my boy. Um, I like Walt and then uh, there's a couple of others that were like, and there's a lot of. I like these. I read a lot of like books that were based on like the like early like Harlem like jazz. There's like some novels that God were written. Damn! On that. Could you have found like the subject of the book would put me to sleep? How the fuck did you get through the book? It was just like the characters and stuff. Did you ever read any of uh, the American Children series? No, I did. It was like uh, like they would just pick like random characters throughout American history. Like I read one about like a Union soldier. He was like seventeen. And, like, he had risen to the rank of lieutenant by the time he was 19 during the Civil War. And, like, it was crazy because, like, he said it, like, he would write, like, it would just be, like, diary entries. Man, when I was, by the time I was 12, I had read 19 Animorph books. Oh. Were you a big Sharon Creech fan? Oh, dude, those were good Walk books, too, moons, dude. dude. No. I read those, what? bro. Those, the Animorphs are dope. Mm-hmm. When the very first one, when, like, the Native American kid got turned into an eagle, for life, I was like, "This is fucked up." Dude. The covers always got and me because it would yeah. show the humans Holy turning into the shit. Like, yeah. Fuck, <laughs> no way, dude! Oh man, this brings me back. I remember my teacher at one point got mad at me because I did like twelve book reports in a row about animorphs. She's like, "Cameron, let's try something that's nonfiction." So I found one Huckleberry of the animorphs. Finn. No, no, I found one of the animorphs where they don't go to space. <laughs> I just did it on that. <laughs> oh my god! And she was like, "Cameron does not count." Did, That's did funny. You, you guys read Huckleberry? Oh, bro, Finn? Yeah. Uh, Hatchet. Oh, Hatchet. Hatchet good. I read sick, all of those. Dude. That was empowering. I just reread it. That the PDF is free online. Like Brian's Winter and shit. Brian's Winter sick too. Did you guys ever read any Lovecraft? As a kid, no, I read a lot of Nicholas Sparks though. No, no same thing. I still uh, do. Same I thing. didn't read those. Oh, dude, those are well written. Um. I couldn't get into it, dude. The the Lovecraft for me, I, that was a charm I missed, and I know very few people who caught it as a kid. But as a kid, it is the best enjoyed. And like I barely caught it. I was like a young man. I started like I read the Mountains of Madness, and oh my god, that changed everything to me about how like fiction can just grab you and suck you in and change your whole perspective. It really be like that, dude. It gets you in there, man. It was insane. Yeah, everyone could be reading a book. Damn, but instead. That's funny. Garbage. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we've traveled a little bit long, but let's wrap this thing up. What you, what you got for takeaways, guys? What you got, Anthony? Um, go read books, even mm. though I don't read as much as I should. Yeah. Oh, me, me yeah, no. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that uh, I think that my fan fiction should actually be something that becomes a reality. That's not how time travel works. Because mm. I think it would be sick. Um, it would be good entertainment, dude. It's not how time travel works. No shit, but do you think in Mars, Matt Damon can just jump out of a fucking thing? And I mean, across? the science was there to support it. Same with Interstellar. Look, I'm in support of any crossover that has Michael B. Jordan reprising his role as Apollo Creed, punching Doc Brown in the head. <laughs> so, oh, you got God. my money, and you know how to get it. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, my takeaway is probably, uh, yeah. Mike's fan fiction actually, Michael's fan fiction actually could be, has some potential there. It's got some, you need a whole lot of friggin' relax, muscle relaxers, but you can make it happen. <laughs> uh, <freaking laughs> it. 
It's not bad. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, he's trying to put the petroleum in the in the DeLorean. They're, like someone's like, in can the I Tesla? help you? He's like, I got it. Tesla, he's just like, <laughs> uh, keep so sucking bad. them dicks. So <laughs> yeah, peace out. We'll just take it easy, baby girls.